This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. One week away from the magical day. A week from today is Christmas, Jeremy. Are you not excited? I was until I watched the Christmas story, and now I'm just <laughs> just ready to be over it. He's just done. Ruined his whole Christmas season. Watching one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. It still baffles me. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. We've got uh, college football championships coming up tomorrow. Well, tonight. We got one tonight. We got the, the got Pac-12. We got the Pac-12 championship tonight. There are two tonight. There are two title games tonight? Yep. What's the other title game? Uh, the Mac. Uh, we got one title game tonight. The Pac-12 title game. <laughs> oh, and we have Conference USA. We're oh. just chock no. full of games tonight. Oh, I forgot about the uh, Conference USA championship. That Marshall team has a pretty good football team, in it? UAB and Marshall. That, that game will be picked. Uh at the end of the 4 o'clock hour. <laughs> All games getting picked today because there are only 19 left. Well, I'm, uh, 18. Oh, 18, uh, I, excuse I'm, me. I'm rather irritated that I did enough background on games that have been canceled in the last 48 hours. <laughs> Once again, you know, you should really just stop doing your research. I just, uh, I'm just going to pick them from the hip. Yeah. I mean, this is the last week, so you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to give you a reason <laughs> I picked them. I'm just going to give you a number and a team. Here we go. We're going to have two green on greens for you today. The end of the first hour will be all the other games. The end of the show, we'll give you the picks for the weekend, or Jeremy will give you his picks for the weekend in all of the conference championship games. Yes, okay, so we do have three championship games tonight. we got the Pac-12, USC, and Oregon. Oregon, again, a substitute for Washington in this game. Uh, and then that's when you really know a, a conference title game matters. Oh, one of the participants can't play? That's fine. Just throw somebody else out there. It's whatever. Fine. I mean, but remind me again why this is so important, so important for you to get into the college football playoff. Oh, you have to win that conference title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Pac-12 cared just enough to just throw anybody out there. <laughs> In the MAC, you've got Buffalo taking on Ball State. Yeah. Can't wait for that one. It's going to be great. That sounds like so. This is coming from the same guy that got excited to watch Chargers Raiders last night. Well, you know what? At least those guys are professionals. John, barely. John Gruden <laughs> didn't even know what city he was in, and you were excited <laughs> for this game. That's my ball coach, man. Don't talk about my ball coach. Knock on wood if you hear me. Yeah, he, he was knocking on something. And his explanation for wearing an Oakland Raiders hat is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. What? It's, somebody tricked him. By what? Telling him that Las Vegas was spelled (laughs) O-A-K-L-A-N-D? Look, how many times do you read the hat that you put on? Do you do that? Do you pick out your hat, like, or you just grab one and go out the door? Do you know how many hats I own? I don't know. I have one for every day of the year. Oh, well, that's a lot of hats. And I wear, like, three of them. Yeah. But, yes, if I I go off the... 
the sitting by the door rack, then yeah, I, I will look and see what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I, I don't. I just grab a hat on my way out the door. Usually it's my ESPN hat because it's sitting there. Sometimes I'll grab the wrong ESPN hat and they'll come in and it'll have like schmutz all over it because I use that one to mow the yard in or something. I don't pay attention to things like that, and I get why John Gruden wouldn't either. If he's got, like, one hat rack in his office or in the locker room or whatever, and he just grabs the hat off of it, somebody switched it out for the Oakland Raiders hat because they thought it'd be funny. He didn't notice. He just put it on his head and walked out the door. Yeah, the more likely scenario is he just put it on himself. (laughs) Oh, I'll wear this one. This looks right. Oops. (laughs) Didn't notice that the city was wrong. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. I got bigger things to worry about than worrying about which hat I've uh, I've just picked up to put on. Yeah, you got to worry about the fact your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed with a uh-huh. roll of paper towels. Uh-huh. But I told you last night was going to be an interesting game. It was going to be fun, and it was. It was It was not it fun was for me. It was an overtime game. It's it was not fun for me. Tight competition, yes. It, it wasn't for me. You, know, you keep telling me it was for you. You know what I did most of the night? Why is Trayvon Mullen still playing? <laughs> Do you have another living, breathing corner? He can't no, be worse than they this. Didn't. They, they didn't. They did. They had two more because they played four corners a lot. You could have put a nose tackle out there. I don't think he could have been much worse than Trayvon Mullen was. Aww. So the Chargers get, finally got a win. They were able to close out a game. <clears throat> well, they didn't really close out the game. They scored to end the game. So... It it mercifully ended. Yeah, didn't have to work on holding a lead and that one. 30-27 was the final score. So, you know, I like it. I went 2-0 in my picks. Uh, I had the Chargers, and I had the over. Yeah. And I had Kansas. Which didn't go the way we thought it would. Uh, Did they win? They did win. All right, then I'll take one of those. They were the dog. They were the dog in that game, but... It was a one-point win. I don't care. A win's a win. Mm-hmm. It's not how it looked. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you cover the spread. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we've got uh, all of the other conference championship games in college football, the Big Ten championship at noon, Ohio State and Northwestern. you got the Big 12 championship at noon as well, Iowa State, Oklahoma, uh, four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Number two Notre Dame against number three Clemson, and then the nightcapper of the SEC championship game. Yeah, you got other games going on as well, but these are the big ones that we're all concerned about. I just, I, I you're going to see a theme when because we're going to pick the games that are not conference title games, right? In the first hour, right? So those will be at three fifty. All the conference title games are at four fifty. The ones that are not conference title games, you're going to sense a theme. And I think you'll pick up on it pretty quick. (laughs) Number one, Alabama. Number seven, Florida at 8 o'clock tomorrow night in the SEC championship game. Number nine, Cincinnati. Number 23, Tulsa in the uh, AAC championship game. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff as well tomorrow. One of my favorite things, uh, the the Pac-12 title game is tonight. Yeah. There are three more Pac-12 games tomorrow. Like, how do you get up for that game? They've already settled the conference. Why are we here? We're playing for bowl position at this point. 
at this point, there's so few teams that want to go to a bowl. They'll let you in a bowl. Right. You want to go to a bowl? Here. Go to this Have one. Have a bowl. Uh, we're looking most forward to, though, two versus three. Notre Dame-Clemson, the ACC championship game in Charlotte. Like I said on the Sportsocracy this morning, a new game time was coming because I saw the, uh, the the caravan of Clemson football buses, all of the young buses from here in Asheville going down to pick up the guys in Clemson stuck in traffic on I-26. So it's good to see that, you know, the big, you know, the big people, they have to sit in traffic on 26 as well. Uh, Notre Dame taking on Clemson. And now we've got Brian Kelly, the head coach of the Fighting Irish, saying, you know what? If they don't let fans or they don't let the families of these players come to the college football championship semifinal games, we're not playing. No, that's not what he said. What he said was, we might not play. <laughs> and everybody collectively in the room rolled their eyes and went, Shut up, Brian. Yeah. You're you're playing. Whatever, dude. We do have the new the, the last all state playoff predictor. Oh, okay. I think this is the stupidest thing we've ever done. Okay. As a as a whole syndicate at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Alabama has a ninety percent chance to make the uh, the all state or, or the the college football playoff, which is wrong. I need to I need that ten percent explained, and I need it explained really slowly. They could lose by seventy tomorrow. They're still going to be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Ohio State is second at seventy four percent. Yeah, I'm going to need that explained to me. Real slow. Okay, there's a, uh, according to the little FPI thing, there's a 9% chance that Northwestern beats them. That's the only way that they don't get in, is if they lose to Northwestern. I really want you to be wrong, but you're not. I'm not wrong. It's the only way they don't get in. Here's the the funniest part of, the, of this to me. They listed, you know, however many teams. Iowa State's not on it. Mm-hmm. I think they may have gotten this graphic like they, like somebody quickly put the thing in there wrong because they just sent it out. It was just Paul, it was Paul Saban, the ESPN analytics guy, uh-huh. and BYU's on it. <laughs> and oh, Wisco- really? And Wisconsin. Oh, really? On it. What's their path? Yeah, I I just noticed that. Wait, Wisconsin's yeah, on it? I think I think he grabbed the wrong. He might have grabbed the That's wrong so graphic. Good. This is the graphic from three weeks ago. Uh, this is the graphic from three months ago. I think. <laughs> No, there is no path for BYU making the playoff. No, nope, BYU's already playing in the Nobody Cares Bowl against Central Florida. Aww. I no, mean, I'll the, watch. That, that I will watch. No, it's the uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, God, I'm glad you said Boca Raton. I was really afraid I was going to have to climb on my house because I plan on watching all of these bowls and doing hits of me actually using the sponsor's products. <laughs> and I don't like heights. At all. No, see, it's Boca Raton, so you have to get on your roof while wearing a bikini. Uh, not quite what I was going for, but <laughs> I'll let that be a surprise. you got to make it interesting. <laughs> I'm going to dress like Morty Seinfeld. Uh, that's that's my intention for the Boca Raton Bowl. Aw. Like Florida Stanley from The Office. Yeah. You get the you get the hat. You the get beltless the... trench coat. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all in on the beltless trench coat. I'm in Florida for a week and I'm going to enjoy it. Just cruising around in your Porsche or whatever it was that he rented. 
<laughs> the fact the, that guy the, commissioned his own music video made me like him so much more. Oh, if you've never seen if it. If you've never seen it, literally just Google music video Stanley from The Office. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That song will be stuck in your head till the end of time. <laughs> Monday starts the bowl season with the Myrtle Beach Bowl at 2.30 in the afternoon, live from Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina. Appalachian State takes on North Texas. Redneck Riviera, here we come. In. Yes. Oh, and by the way, Marty and McGee going to be on the call. I wonder if they're going to get uh, passes to Club Kryptonite in their swag bag. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme somebody posted yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever been in Club Kryptonite, you don't you're have to immune. worry about this vaccine you're, thing. You're immune to all <laughs> things bad for you. I always passed by it. I never went inside it. Did you? Ding. Who's shocked? No one. There is not a person within the sound of my voice right now that is shocked that you have been to Club Cocaine Kryptonite in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Show of hands. Who's shocked? Jeez. Unreal. Can I level with you about something? Uh, sure. Since we're going into is this going to damage your uh, (laughs) my reputation? Jenny, Uh, I don't quite know how you would do that, but Uh, try. Go to church once. Oh, <laughs> that's how oh, your de- that's, that's how your nice. reputation gets damaged. Well, that's not nice. <laughs> I am so ready for college football season to be over. Really? Just uh, I'm just done. done with it. I'm done with it. Do you know how hard it has been as a gambler to to constantly be aiming at this moving target of ooh I like this game and this game and I want to play this parlay and and then kickoff happens on Saturday and you're like well. I had a five-team parlay, and now I have a three-team parlay. <laughs> and I like it way less now than I did an hour ago. Now, see, at that point, doesn't your bet go away? Don't they pull it, no. pull it off if Not the game the gets canceled? Not if you parlay it. Oh. Do the odds go down? Uh, of course they do. Okay. They're not, they're not going to let you have the same odds with three teams as they did with five. That just wouldn't make any sense, right. would it? Right. I'm just I'm, – I'm ready to, to – onward and upward – Let's get to the bowls. I'm looking yeah. really forward to the bowls, and and then everybody can have a, a nice off season, and hopefully <laughs> next year will be some semblance of normal. Well, it all kicks off again Monday at two thirty, Appalachian State, North Texas, in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and then you got a whole lot of just. There's a lot of Nevada, Tulane, Louisiana Tech, Georgia yeah. Southern, Hawaii, Houston. Memphis. Did you hear the story about Hawaii? That they're looking for a new stadium? Uh, did, did you see why? No. The state of Hawaii commissioned a renovation on that stadium for like $325 million. Yeah. Never got done. Oh. And they don't know where the money is. Oh. Now, how you lose $300 million, I'm not real sure. I think somebody's going to jail on that one. Sounds that way. $325 million earmarked for the renovation, yeah. and now the money's gone. Yeah. Not saying it's not sitting in a coffer somewhere, but currently they don't know where it is, and they've shut down the stadium indefinitely. That's crazy. The only problem for that is that there's not another stadium like that on the whole island of Oahu. Oh, I wonder if it was, uh, I don't know, got thrown into the general fund for all the shutdowns and stuff. I I have no idea. Who knows? But I'm just saying, I mean, Hawaii has been hit by this thing, and they've had to shut down twice. It's one of the most bizarre stories I've ever seen, because that's where they hold the Pro Bowl. Right. Or or did. Now, Now they're doing that thing where oh let's play it in orlando that'll be fun 
I thought it was a traveling circus now. Maybe we'll have it in uh, Branson, Missouri next year. That'll be fun. (laughs) Everybody love a good trip to Branson. You couldn't get players to go to Hawaii. You think they're going to go to Orlando? (laughs) I mean... I mean, Orlando's fine. I'm not judging Orlando. It sounds like you are. Again, by comparison to Hawaii, I am. Yeah. Very, very, very many, uh, you know, not, not as many beaches there. I like beaches. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to go on vacation, I'm going to need a beach. I think the only beach that exists in Orlando is the one at the, at the water park for Disney. Yep. (laughs) That's the only one. That is entirely too many people. You've never been to Disney, have you? What do you think? Scale of one to 10. Oh, that's definitely a zero. Yeah. Or a negative 14. I, I actually went, I was four. Uh, I don't uh-huh. remember it at all. Yeah. And apparently I was sick the whole time. I, I don't remember it at all. Oh, well, at, l- at least you don't remember it. Yeah. Because that would be a scarring event. I mean, I like amusement parks. I like roller coasters, but I don't like, there's just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm really claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And I don't like people being like really close to me. That's actually been the, of this whole year. One of the nicest things is nobody wants to stand really Social close to distancing. me. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> Frankly, if we could carry that on for like, I'll shake your hand and all those things, but people that stand really close to me make me very uneasy. Don't shake hands. You're not supposed to shake. Well, hands. I'm talking about when this is all said and done. Oh, okay. I, I, got I, will, you. I will. I got you. You know what I meant. <laughs> Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly says uh, he's just. It's not him. He's just relaying the message. No, he's not. That his players don't want to play. Uh, if they can't have their families there. I, I loved his explanation of, can we play the Rose Bowl somewhere else? I mean, there will be no parade of roses, so that actually would kind of make sense. We can move it for a year. Just move it down to Arizona. He wanted to move it to Vegas. There you go. That sounds like, that sounds like an idea I would have come up with. Well, we can't have fans in Pasadena, so I guess we got to play it in Vegas. <laughs> Give me a reason to go there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, okay, <laughs> somebody's got to do it. Uh, I'll sacrifice myself. I, Vegas, I, we go. I just think it's, I think it's extremely funny. Extremely funny that he honestly believes that anyone would buy this. Anybody that believes that, I have a bridge to sell you. Right. Like, oh, uh, Notre Dame, we're going to invite you to the college football playoff, and you're going to have to play... In Pasadena, there's no fans. Well, we're not going. Uh, oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, Cincinnati, you want to come to Pasadena? Uh huh. Like a dog wagging its tail, they'll be right there. What you need? What you need? I'll do it. We'll go. I'll we'll do go. it. Give me a treat. We'll go. <laughs> Ridiculous. Might boycott the game. Get over yourself. For the first time, you know. Oh. It's just ridiculous. I just think it's funny it's trended on Twitter all afternoon long. Because mm-hmm. people are actually debating this. People are actually oh, I stand with Notre Dame. Yep. They should have their families there. They haven't had their families around. For, you know, they're going to miss them for the holidays and blah, 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 blah. So? You know who doesn't stand with Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Right. The, the players in the administration went, hey, Brian, shut up. <laughs> They think you speak for us, and you don't. Now, I'm not saying there's there is there are zero players in that you know on that team that felt that way. I, I will. I'll, you I'll think so? Uh, oh, 
I, we could play for a national title or we could take a principled stand because you won't let my mommy and daddy come. Yeah, <laughs> not one of them. I'll go out on a limb and say they all went, it. yeah, we're playing. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. With as, with, with as much uh, whining and foot stomping and all of that that goes on with uh, with the younger generation of college kids, they thought this was a smart play. They thought if we whine and cry about it enough, they'll move this game. You just sounded like you were about eight. Hundred years old. Sorry, I mean that's the way it is. Those kids and their, their rock and roll music, and <laughs> they, they always want something. No, I just want a nap. I'm just sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of the protesting and the whining and the crying. Get off my lawn! I need my way. Give me my way. My parents can't come see me play football. I don't want to play football. Yeah, this was Brian Kelly. There's not a player on that team that cares. I mean, they would prefer it that way. Right. I guarantee you, if they voted the whole Notre Dame team, do you want it? They've invited us to the college football playoff. Do you want to play? It would be 120 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. That's what it should be, and I hope I hope you're right about that. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming up, beat the chief. Asheville Police Chief David Zach will be joining us in the studio to pick all the games in the NFL against Jeremy. Jeremy did not do well last week. David Zach, he took a lead on you last week. He did. And we'll see if uh, if he could turn it around. Coming up here on ESPN Asheville. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Yep, last week was not good for you, Jeremy. It it was not ideal for me. And your uh, Beat the Chief segment, I mean, I mean you're, the Chief beat you 5-1. to one. Yeah, I, I didn't have a good week. Yowza. Uh, so you got a lot of redemption coming up, uh, and uh, the Chief will be... Joining us, hopefully, uh, here pretty soon in uh, the Ingalls Studios in e- on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. In the meantime, the San Francisco 49ers staying in Arizona. Santa Clara County has extended its uh, restrictions for the coronavirus, which includes the ban on contact sports, through at least January the 8th. So San Francisco is going to have to, uh, or they're going to finish the regular season out in Arizona. I guess they've got one more home game. Week 17. Yeah, yeah. week 17, home, one more home game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Division showdown. Between, oh, yeah. <laughs> between be two a barn burner. Between two NFC West teams, and neither of them are from Arizona. Um but I did like to see this, though. The 49ers are going through and getting all of the family members of the 49ers players and bringing them to Arizona. They'll be testing them. They're on the road this week. And then when they come home, hopefully, or come back to Arizona, all of their family members will be there. They will have been tested. And then they'll get to spend the holiday with their families. I thought that was just a class move by John Lynch and the other shot callers there for the 49ers. Cause I, I mean, that is, that is one of the things that, you know, that has plagued a lot of people during the, the shutdowns and the distancing and all of that. You, 
you're not getting to see your family members like you were at one point. And hence, you know, uh, Brian Kelly trying to trying to sway some folks uh, to get families to be able to come to the college football playoff. But I think that's I thought that was just a another great John Lynch moment. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And of course you said that as a Homer Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Well, of course. I'm always gonna be a Homer. A- have you happened to look at the schedule for week seventeen? No. There's sixteen games. Do you know how many of them feature two teams that have winning records? Uh one. It's three. Three? <laughs> it is a lot of Jets, Patriots, Packers, Bears, Ravens, Bengals. Uh, woof. That's awful. If you play in a fantasy league that goes to week 17, A, stop that. B, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like those either. I don't, I don't understand it. That's like the ESPN leagues. Still don't understand the ESPN leagues. Why they continue if you, if you're on like the default settings, you're fine. You know, you got two week playoff matchups, which I'm a fan of. Are you? Yeah. See, I don't like that. I do. It takes away the chances of of the better team losing. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're because you have to I win an aggregate over two that. weeks. Yeah, but it but also cuts like, down the playoff field, so you only get four teams in the playoffs, which I'm also with. fine with. I am totally fine with that. I'm not because I'm rarely in. I'm rarely in the top four. I have to make it as the five or six seed, and then <laughs> hopefully I snipe somebody. <laughs> and the least shocking thing you'll hear all day. Hey, was right there. That's not fair. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, I always love these sports fans who pass away and their families have to put some reference into the uh, into the obituary about their fandom. I'm going to read you parts of this uh, 85-year-old Brooklyn native's obituary, and I want you to replace the name Eddie with Jeremy. Eddie could party with the best of them, and he was certainly not shy when it came to expressing his opinion, but most of his opinions could not be printed here. While he may not have been virtuous, Eddie had a good moral compass and was loved by his family and friends. Despite his well-earned reputation for being the life of the party, you could always count on Eddie to be there for you. When anyone thinks of Eddie, we immediately experience a rush of good memories, and that says it all. There was never a dull moment with Eddie. He either made you laugh or shake your head. Edward Michael Mazur, 85 years old, beloved husband, father, grandfather, uncle, and friend, drew his last breath on December 9th, 2020, mainly, we suspect, to avoid having to watch another Jets game. <laughs> I believe Eddie would have loved that obituary. <laughs> I'm not sure I was a fan of that. Why not? Always the life of the party. Always there for you when you need him. He was just his one downfall was being a Jets fan. I'm taking it as a compliment. He should. <laughs> the NBA is investigating allegations made against the L.A. Clippers and team consultant Jerry West involving the free agency recruitment of Kawhi Leonard. Johnny Wilkes, a man who claims to be close to Leonard and best friends with Kawhi's uncle, Dennis Robertson. If you remember from his free agent recruitment, Uncle Dennis came up a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles County Superior Court against West and the Clippers, alleging the team consultant owes him $2.5 million in an oral agreement made for helping the Clippers sign Kawhi Leonard. Do you know why that's a problem? Uh, I mean, it's against the rules. Yep. It's called circumventing the salary cap because you cannot offer somebody money that is not against the cap. Right. We've had this happen one time before. Do you possibly remember when that was? I don't. That was Joe Smith. Joe Smith, back in, back in the early 2000s, brokered a deal with Minnesota where he would sign three one-year deals mm-hmm. for, I want to say, it was like $3 million. It was basically the mid-level exception back then. Mm-hmm. They didn't call it that, but there was an exception that allowed you to sign a player up to that point. After he'd been on the team for three years, they guaranteed they would give him a max deal worth $85 million. You can't do that. You can't guarantee things that don't fit under the salary cap because they benefit you. You remember what it cost Minnesota when they did that? No. Originally, it was five first-round picks. Holy cow. It was every first-round pick between 01 and 05. Jeez. They eventually gave them one of them back, mm-hmm. but it cost them four first-rounders. If they verify this happened, I will, I'll will tell you right now, the Clippers will be doomed for 20 years. Well, I mean, they're already there. They're already in bad shape, but they're at least competitive. Right. you got to understand, Kawhi's not locked up yet. He can still opt out. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, where this becomes a problem is that they've traded every first-round pick they have. So you've already lost those. So if they're going to go by the model they've already set, they could not have a first-rounder until, uh, there could be kids in diapers right. <laughs> that will be in college by the time they have another first-rounder. That's awful. Wow. Well, I mean... You know, you you gotta you gotta go by the book, man. Well, it's a big deal, and this has been oh, kind of swept under the rug. So uh, the reason I did this story here is this is a big deal. Yeah. If they made some back channel agreement with one of his handlers that said we'll pay you money off the books, they are going to crush the Clippers. I got to imagine though that the uh, what what do they call that the the level at which you have to reach to prove that that happened. It's going, to be hard. it's going to be hard to prove that unless this guy's got something on paper. I mean, at this point, it's just a he said, she said. It or is. he said, he said. It is, and it could be a money grab. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not. Right. I'm saying if this is true, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And I struggle to believe that you would bring a lawsuit into Superior Court that you didn't have something. Because you know they're not just going to take your word for it. Right. So at the end of the day, there's somebody somewhere that thinks they have something that will convince a, a judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you boo booed, right? And here's the thing: the NBA doesn't have reasonable doubt. All they have to do is feel real good that you did something wrong, mm-hmm. and they will punish you for it. Mm-hmm. Now Minnesota, they were a little more brazen about it because they literally announced that they had signed Joe Smith the three one year deals. <laughs> and every other team went, "You can't uh, do that. You, you're not allowed to do that. That's that's not a thing." Well, at least they were smarter than Minnesota about it. I, that, okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's not good. And that could, like you said, set that franchise back a lot. Because think about the fallout there. If that happens and they take away more first-round picks, I don't think you have really any shot of retaining Kawhi Leonard. Well, that was kind of my point. Right. Is if... 
they start pulling the few ones that you do have because they're in pick swaps and all kinds of things to just to have gotten Paul George mm-hmm. and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If you wind up down that road, why would he resign with you? We've already seen him with Paul George. It doesn't look, I mean, it's fine. You're going to be competitive, mm-hmm. but you're not a threat to win a title. Cause he's got one year left. Yeah. He can, opt, got he one can opt out left. after this year. Yeah. And he's going to. Mm-hmm. Now he might resign, you know, on a supermax because he could do that with LA. But Kawhi is a super competitive guy. I don't see a path of him going, yeah, I want to just hang out here for the rest of the prime of my career with no shot to win a title whatsoever. Right. Well, they've already traded all those picks, so that I mean I'm just saying if they take future picks from them that they currently have well, there's blocks there's, in between there because the because oh, that's of the right, you role. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't trade. So you would be able to at picks. least add some gotcha. guys. But but now, if the NBA, if you forfeit a pick, that does not apply. Mm-hmm. They can take everything they want to in between there. Hmm. That's interesting. It's a it's an ugly story. Speaking of contracts, last night we had Thursday night football. Marcus Mariota comes in because Derek Carr gets hurt early in the game, and Marcus Mariota cashes in. He made a he made eight hundred and twenty five thousand dollars last night. It was a good night for for Mariota. Yeah, for coming in, and because there was a stipulation in his contract that he would get two hundred thousand dollars whenever he had to play more than sixty percent of the Raiders' snaps in a single game, and then that increase. As Vegas won the game, or if Vegas had won the game, it would have increased. Uh, and then his 2021 salary also got bumped up $625,000. So he, so had they won the game, he would have made even more money. But last night, because he had to come in for Derek Carr, he made another $825,000. It's pretty good for one night's worth of work. Yeah, just another reason last night was not... Uh... Last night was not great if you were a Raider fan. Well, Derek Carr getting hurt really, really, really does hurt you. And then, do they have a quarterback controversy? I thought they were going to have one at the beginning of the year. And then Mariota was the three behind Nathan Peterman for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just look at, I look at Gruden much differently now than I did two years ago. This is now two times that he's had talented teams that started off really hot. And, I mean, I can't tell you definitively this is what happened, but Mm -hmm. I can tell you what I see. I think teams just figure him out. His play call is so rudimentary. I mean, it's like something out of a high school playbook. There were times last night I was literally calling out exactly what he was going to do. There was one play with a pre-snap motion that I swear to you I saw it three separate times. And there was a great big tell because it was a Colton Miller. That's the that's the tackle for Jim's yep. name, isn't it? Yep. And Joey Bosa was beating him sideways. And so they started chipping a receiver off the end of the line. It's basically just a glorified tell. You're basically telling the Chargers, this is what we're doing. And mm-hmm. he still kept doing it. Really? That's the reason Josh Jacobs had like 26 carries for, what, 70 yards? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they knew exactly what they were going to do. He had to make somebody miss in the hole, or he was stuffed two yards down the field. And that's a problem. It's something that we said about Gruden when he took this job. Is Has he been out of the league too long? And mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. 
I mean, it, but you think about it, and and I said this when they hired him in Las Vegas. He was not that great of a coach for Tampa Bay. I mean, yes, he won a Super Bowl, but he was taking over a team that was already on the cusp of a Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, they turned into a mediocre team pretty quickly. So it's always made me wonder, is Gruden really that good of a coach? Do you know what his record is, career? No. 222 games. Mm-hmm. He's 113 and 109. There you go. He is the definition of average. Yeah. He was two games over 500 with the Raiders combined with the Raiders and with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very likable guy. I think he's a big personality. I think there's definitely merits to him. I just think the game has somewhat passed him by. And you gave him this insane deal to come take this team, this team over. Oh, yeah. You give him 10 years, $100 million to come in and you know launch this franchise into a new city and all of that. And you bring in Mike Mayock. Who was an NFL Network analyst? But that, but that that hasn't been that bad. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, is it's not like he doesn't have players. I mean, Mike Mayock went out and got Darren Waller, who had basically been cast asunder by the league. Mm-hmm. This is a dude that came in as a wide receiver. Baltimore converted him to a tight end. He started ha- he had substance abuse problems. He got suspended twice, I think. Mm-hmm. But Mike Mayock looked at him and went, "I think this kid can play." And now he's arguably the third best tight end in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's Kelsey Kittle and Darren Waller, and I really struggled. Mm-hmm. There's not really a fourth name that even belongs there. I mean, Andrews. Yeah, but he's such a product of that system. I mean, I, and I love Mark Andrews. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic tight end. I just, he's not the kind of game breaker that Darren Waller is. And Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, he's not really. <laughs> We're yet, not so there he yet. doesn't count. <laughs> We're not there yet, but. I love him, too, but he doesn't count yet. He's going to be in that discussion next year. And I don't care that he's going to be a rookie. But, I mean, that's the the most damning thing for Gruden is it's not like you're bereft of talent. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike Mayock finds Crosby, Max Crosby, the DN in the middle rounds. He's been really good. Yes. Corey Littleton was a good free agent signing. You've added players. You have guys. Derek Carr's been way better than people give him credit for. And yet here you are again. You're going to be out of the playoffs. You started hot. It looked like there was no doubt you were making the playoffs. And then you just crumble in the last third of the season. This is two years in a row. Yeah. And I don't think it's Derek Carr's fault. I I, I I think the team has been successful mainly because of Derek Carr. And to hear people talk today, see, this is the thing. Like I'm hearing, I'm hearing people talk about the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr, like they're talking about Philadelphia and Carson Wentz. And I feel like it's a completely different situation. It's very much a different situation, right? Derek Carr is not the problem. Like, oh, should they should they give up on Derek Carr because Marcus Mariota came in last night? And he looked so good. He ran for 88 yards, and he the scored two touchdowns. The is always the most popular player on an underachieving team. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that just a few weeks ago we thought was a shoe-in for the playoffs. You we're looking at seven teams are going to make it. It's going to be them and the Ravens and, and the Titans or Colts, whoever doesn't win that division. Right. And now here we are. 
They have no shot of making the playoffs. And, oh, great, Mariota came in and was good. Yeah, he tried to throw the game away. Mm-hmm. And just remember that. He tried to throw the game away. i ask you another question about John Gruden. He's been a coach in the NFL 14 years. Okay. How many times has he made the playoffs? Three? Five. Five. He has missed the playoffs in nine of the 14 years he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. He's coached nine playoff games total. Yep. I just look and at it. Think about it this way. I mean, he was the head coach of the Raiders the year before. They won the Super Bowl in Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's five, isn't it? Isn't that five playoff games between those two years? Yeah. I'll put it this way. You remember that the Super Bowl year? He's coached two playoff games since then. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my point. Is that that was... That, well, they had, the they played Bowl, in two the year before that, too. The, seven of the nine playoff games he's ever coached in were in a three-year period. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, he's made the playoffs twice, and he got shellacked in one of them. Right. It's it's just I just look at him as, there for a minute. I just look at him as a coach that we that everybody likes because he is very likable. Mm-hmm. He was a great commentator, and I think he gets a pass. Pro, Pro Football Talk did a story on this today. If he was any other coach, hot seat. Is he going to keep his job? But Mark Davis loves him and thinks he is the future of the Raiders franchise. Right. And to me, the offense is predictable, and the defense is a disaster. I'm kind of starting to think I don't trust Mark any more than I trusted Al. Uh, His haircut should have told you that. (laughs) Any man with that much money and that bad of a haircut has very questionable decision-making, to say the least. Yep, yep. The Raiders fall to 7-7 and after last night's game against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, though, look, I still like them moving forward. And I think, I think they'll be in the playoff discussion next year. You give Justin Herbert another year. I mean, there's always that sophomore slump narrative, but I mean, this kid. There's no indication that this kid can't be great. Herbert is a building block piece. Chris Mortensen tweeted out earlier that that he had talked to a scout in the NFL. And the three things that that they one of the three things they acknowledged was Justin Herbert is a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. for the Chargers to build around. Mm-hmm. The other thing they said was Anthony Lynn should keep his job, and I went, "No, <laughs> you lost me there. <laughs> we were so close." No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you got to keep Anthony Lynn. You were so close. So I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that they keep losing the way they keep losing or the way they were losing earlier in the season, getting up and letting teams come back and beat them. That, to me, that's a coaching thing. To me, that's not an inexperienced thing. I mean, the inexperience plays a part of it, but I think it's more of a coaching thing than anything. I would like to see them with a different coach next year, but that's just me. All Ingle stores in the 16 counties serviced by Mana Food Bank. Go there and at the checkout, you can buy an Ingles Giving Tree icon. It is the giving season. Help out the hungry this holiday season by supporting the annual benefit for Mana Food Bank. And the actual, uh, the, the real live Ingles Giving Tree is on display, by the way, at the Asheville outlets through the holiday season. But at the checkout at your local Ingles stores, you can buy 5 and $10 Ingles Giving Tree icons. 
representing 20 and 40 meals that will benefit the families that MANA serves in our area. Remember, for every dollar donated to MANA, they can turn that into four meals for the hungry. It is the giving season, and we encourage you to give with Ingalls Supermarkets and for MANA Food Bank. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's the closers home. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. Welcome back to the Sports Tank. ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. It's my favorite time of the week. Over the last two days, I am 6-1 and one against the spread, with my one loss being last night with Marquette. Mm. And I was very close, but not quite. I have nine picks right here in your non-conference championship game window. First one, the Missouri Tigers are a one-and-a-half-point dog to Mississippi State. This is pretty easy to figure out. This is recency bias. We just watched Missouri get killed by Georgia. There is a huge difference between Georgia and Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Mississippi State's not going to be able to score. And I'm going to be honest with you, the trend you're going to see here, a lot of these teams don't really have any reason to be playing. Mississippi State has two wins total. I don't think this game's close. Give me Missouri minus the one and a half. Next up, Texas A&M's a 14-point favorite over Tennessee. You remember the thing I said about some of these teams don't really have a reason to be playing? Yep. Welcome all. Come on down, Tennessee Volunteers. Texas A&M has to win this game with style points and hope Ohio State loses. Texas A&M's going to win this convincingly. I think they'll be covering the 14 by the end of the first quarter. Give me Texas A&M minus 14. Army is a two and a half point favorite against Air Force. Army looked good last week in the Army-Navy game. They run a finicky offense. I always lean to that side of this. I think Army's the better team. I'm only laying two and a half. I'm under a field goal. I think this will be about a field goal game. Give me Army minus two and a half. Next up, Penn State is a 15-point favorite against Illinois. If I learned anything last week, it's when Penn State's a 15-point favorite against anybody, just don't judge it because they're going to push it <laughs> like they did against Michigan State. Right. However, Illinois does not have a football coach because they've already fired him and now they're going to play another game, which makes virtually no sense to me. Give me Penn State minus the 15. UCLA is a six and a half point favorite against Stanford. UCLA is markedly better than Stanford and has something to play for because they could still be in a bowl game. Give me the Bruins minus six and a half. Arizona State's a seven point favorite against Oregon State. Arizona State has the better quarterback, the better coach, and they're only laying a touchdown. I think this is going to be about a three-score game. I'll take the Sun Devils minus the seven. Utah is a 10.5-point favorite against Washington State. Utah is markedly better than Washington State and markedly better than I thought because they beat me last week with Colorado. I'll take the Utes minus 10.5. You know what's coming. Underdog, 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 underdog. Speed of lightning, roar of I don't get overly excited about favorites, but I do get excited about dogs. First off, Minnesota's a 12.5-point dog to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not good. They shouldn't be a 12.5-point favorite against anybody. 
Wisconsin just disappointed about how this season's going. I think Minnesota wins this game outright. Give me Minnesota plus the 12 and a half. Rutgers is a six and a half point dog to Nebraska. Nebraska's not good, and Rutgers plays good defense. I think Greg Shiana goes out on a high note. I think they win this game. Give me Rutgers. Finally, LSU is a two point dog to Ole Miss. I think they found something last week with Max Johnson against Florida. Ole Miss cannot stop anybody. LSU is going to be able to score points. I like the LSU defense better. LSU wins outright. LSU plus two. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. All right, coming up after the top of the hour break here, we will have on the phone with us Asheville Police Chief David Zack. I caught up today, and uh, I can understand he's got a pretty high-pressure job. Uh, He's going to be picking all the NFL games against the spread against Jeremy after a 5-1 and week last week for Chief Zack. I need a retribution this week, and I'm coming for it. They were tied going into last week, and Chief Zack demolished Jeremy. Look for Looking forward to that happening again. I always like to see him get knocked down a couple of pegs. We'll be back with Chief after this. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm, I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. (sighs) One hour left in the week. I'm going to sleep for about 40 consecutive hours the minute I get home. (laughs) we got championship games. We've got the NFL this weekend. We've got college basketball going on. You're going to have another big matchup in college basketball with Gonzaga and Iowa this week. But, of course, it's football season. Week 15 in the NFL. And uh, joining us in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. This hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. We've got Asheville Police Chief David Zach joining us uh, by phone. Things getting a little hectic around the holiday season, huh? Yeah, they, they, they tend to. The, the city never sleeps, as they say. Is, is that our city? I, th- I thought that was another one. <laughs> He's used to being around. I, I thought this was Asheville. Wasn't this, isn't this like any way you want it town? Or I don't know what our slogan is anymore. I <laughs> Whatever the, the Tourism Bureau has come up with lately. Uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach joining us for the Beat the Chief segment brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Clarissa sells WNC.com. Check her out. You need to buy a home. You need to sell a home. You need to contact Clarissa Marshall. Last week, Chief, it went pretty well. I know you don't keep up with these things. How did I do? Oh, you do? No, I no. I said, "How did I do?" I wasn't sure. Oh yeah, uh, uh, you 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 won pretty well. Uh, five to one uh, on the six games that you guys differed on last week. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I hadn't. I wasn't keeping track. I feel very sure he knew that. I feel like there is. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my my BS meter's going off over here. um yeah it is it was a good week it was a good week it was a very good week for the chief and uh so now we started in week eight and you guys are now at uh chief zach has 19 games correctly picked 
against Jeremy. Jeremy just 15, so it's four game. They were t- y'all were tied going into last week, a five and one week. Puts you up uh, pretty big right now with just a couple of weeks left in the season. So the first yeah, game, yeah, yeah, four, four, four is a little bit of a cushion, but I'm not, I'm not going to get comfortable. I've already climbed this mountain once, and I fully plan on doing it again. Oh, he's laying it down. All right, well, let's get started on Week 15's games. Every game in the NFL against the spread, it's time to beat the Chief if he can. Carolina Panthers, Green Bay Packers, up in Lambeau Field. Green Bay is an eight and a half point favorite. This has come down a point, and there is part of me that kind of wants to take Carolina. I'm not going to. I'm taking Green Bay minus 8.5, but I think this game will stay close. I think Green Bay covers this number late. Okay, Chief? Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, I, I'm kind of with Jeremy. I was, I was leaning uh, Carolina on this, too, but it's just – they're just tough to go with. I, I mean, I think I got I, – I got to side with Jeremy on this one. I'm going to go with Green Bay myself. All right, I think that's the I think that's the smart play for both of you, taking Green Bay minus the eight and a half. Uh, again, this game is tomorrow night, uh, eight fifteen start. You'll hear the game as always on our sister station, News Radio five seventy WWNC. Um, Four thirty tomorrow afternoon, we get the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos. I have a funny. Can I fi- pick this one first. Can okay. I pick this one first. All right. Buffalo is a six-point favorite. We'll let the Bills fan pick first against the god-awful Denver Broncos. Do you think your Bills are going to be able to cover six? I, you know what, guys? I don't think I've lost on the Bills since we've been playing. So yeah, I got I'm, I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, to win their first AFC title and. Four hundred years. In four hundred years. All right, right. So Josh Allen is his pick. That's uh that's how I say that, not how he says that. <laughs> I get made fun of for how I say Josh Allen's name. Allen. I'm taking Buffalo too. Okay. This is I, I don't just think Buffalo wins this, I think they win it by a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I don't see any path to them not winning this game big. Especially knowing that the you know, the AFC East Hangs in the balance, right? Right, like it's it's right there to take it. Go yeah, ahead and take. Wanna, it. I think they just want to take care of business. Absolutely. Uh, no H- signs of slowing down. Uh huh. Sunday, one o'clock game. Houston taking on Indianapolis. Indianapolis is at home. They are a seven and a half point favorite. Jeremy, is that too much? Not enough. Up against the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson. Kiki QT, am I swaying you yet? No, Indianapolis <laughs> minus seven and a half. <laughs> Look, it's hard to pick against Kiki QT whenever you get the chance. But I do appreciate you trying to sway Jeremy that way. Trying to. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I definitely the Colts. Yeah, I'm trying to help you pick up an extra game here, Chief. Uh, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't really need it with that four point cushion, but. Thank I think you're enjoying this more than I am. I am. I am. Uh, One o'clock game on That's because he can't beat me. He needs somebody to come in as a ringer. He hadn't been able to do it in four years. Hit that bell. (laughs) Uh, Detroit and Tennessee in a one o'clock matchup in Nashville. Tennessee Titans, that running game with Derrick Henry, 
They are an 11 point favorite. That is so many points, and I want to take Detroit so bad. I'm doing it. Detroit plus oh, 11. Oh, man. Even if Matt Stafford doesn't play? Matt Stafford's going to play. Okay. All right. Chief, what say yeah. you? I, I've adopted a no Detroit policy on just about every every week now. And, uh, yeah, I went with Detroit too many times. They break my heart every week. Uh, and now that I've, since I've been going against them, I've had more success. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, not Detroit. Okay, so Tennessee to cover 11 at home. Yep. All right. That's our that's our first disagreement of the day. Man, if you'd have told me our first disagreement was going to be me taking the Lions, I would have said, "Did I? How hammered did I get before I picked this?" <laughs> Shh! Don't tell nobody. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay is at the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa's a six point favorite on the road down at the Mercedes Benz Superdome, or not? Not the Superdome. What, it's just the Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Tampa obviously has a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. I think they've heard a lot of the talk, uh, and, and I think last week was not very impressive. You know, this is this is a kill spot for them, and you got to play the Falcons twice. You don't want to give them any reason to think they can hang in. Tampa Bay minus six. Tampa Bay will not have Donovan Smith. He the left tackle. He's been placed on the uh, COVID list. Ronald Jones is currently on the COVID list, too. Plus, he had surgery on his finger. They had to put a pen in one of his fingers uh, this past week. The surgery's not going to hold him out of this game, but the close contact might. I think Ronald Jones will not play in this game, but I do mm. not care. Mm. So missing a left tackle, missing uh, missing their starting running back, and uh, Atlanta, on the other hand, missing Julio Jones. So, Chief, do you think Tampa can cover the six? Yeah, you know, I, I was actually so confident in this one, too, because uh, in one of my fantasy leagues I'm, I'm in the playoffs, I actually benched Matt Ryan. Uh, and, and Jeremy will appreciate this. I, I benched Matt Ryan and, and I uh, picked Baker Mayfield up on waivers. <laughs> oh, I've, I've almost done it myself. I just I can't bring myself to click the Baker button. But no, I will. I, I I see Tampa covering this one. All right, everybody's on Tampa to cover the six against the Atlanta Falcons. Smart men. New England takes on the Miami Dolphins down in Miami. Tua Tungavailoa going up against New England, and uh, it's a rookie quarterback going up against Bill Belichick. They they often don't fare well, rookies, when they take on a Bill Belichick coached team. But nonetheless, Miami is a one and a half point favorite at home. Jeremy, what say you? Uh, I hated this at three because I think this is going to be about a field goal game solely because of what you just said. Mm -hmm. And rookies do not tend to fare well against Bill Belichick. However, I don't think this New England team is good. Now that they have no shot at the playoffs, I think there is a very high quit quotient on this team. I could see Miami winning this in a blowout. I Mm -hmm. could see Miami winning this by a field goal. I don't see any other solutions. Give me Miami minus one and a half. All right, Chief, are you going with the Dolphins as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Dolphins are still are, are still in the hunt here for the playoff picture, and they they can't slip up against uh, New England. Despite, but yeah, Belichick usually dials it up, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's enough. Mm-hmm. We, you know, remember what they did to Justin Herbert a couple of weeks ago. Just throwing that out there, forty-five to nothing, spanked him good, and now. 
It's Tua's turn. But no. you also got to think about who Tua's coach is. You also have to think about the defense of the Miami Dolphins. It doesn't mm-hmm. quite look like that Chargers team Very that we true. saw last night against Marcus Mariota. Very true. But what I was the path I was going down, you know who uh, Miami's head coach is. I do. It's Brian Flores. And Brian Flores is pretty familiar with that Bill Belichick system. I think he's going to have some things dialed up for his old mentor uh, this week. So everybody's on Miami, minus the one and a half against the New England Patriots. Seattle is at the Washington football team. They are a six and a half point favorite in a one o'clock game. West Coast team coming East Coast. Favorite pick of the week, Washington football team plus six and a half. I love it. Who is Smith going to quarterback? Uh, no, it's Dwayne Haskins, and I don't care. Oh. You don't yeah. care. I don't care. Who? I I do. <laughs> I, think it, I think it matters. Oh, it 100% matters. West Coast team coming east, 1 o'clock start. Washington needs this game more. Seattle minus 6 and a half. Seattle minus the six and a half. I tried to convince yeah. him to go with me there, and he didn't seem to want to listen to that. He didn't. Well, here's the and thing. And I don't blame him because now that I've said it out loud, I kind of wish I was on his side. But right, I was I'm gonna, not. I was going to say, you've got Dwayne Haskins now going to be the quarterback for the Washington football team. You've got Seattle coming off of just, I mean, I mean, they got harassed. Russell Wilson got harassed against the Giants. Uh-huh. That's not the game they're coming off of. They're oh, coming off a forty to three devastation oh, of my Jets. I know, but this is a uh, this is a way better pass rush. Yep, I get Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm okay with it. I think this is going to be a crazy low scoring game. Uh, last time they played a uh, a half cocked defense, they got harassed. Yes, it was kind of my point. And this pass rush against Russell Wilson. Yeah, but you got Dwayne Haskins on the other side. Ugh, Dwayne right, Haskins so has a lot to prove, and I think from a from a sheer talent point of view, yeah, he's fine. He looked terrible last week. I get that. Mm-hmm. This Seattle defense is bad, but bad, 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 bad. Yes, they are. All right, Jeremy's on the Washington football team plus the six and a half, and Chief Zach Seattle to cover the six and a half. Chicago is at Minnesota. The Vikings three point favorite at home. What do you think, Jeremy? Chicago looked pretty swift last week, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to do it again. I don't buy Minnesota. I haven't bought Minnesota. I don't think they're going to be able to run on the Chicago team. Give me Mitch Trubisky. Give me three points. Whoa. Did you just vomit a little bit when you it said hurt. that? It, it didn't feel good. Give me Mitch Trubisky. Ugh. What do you think, Chief? I, I never, I never heard that one before. Give me Mitch Trubisky. No, it, it didn't feel seldom, good. Seldom, re- that's that's seldom repeated. Yeah, uh, uh, the last time that was said, it was by the Chicago Bears in the draft, and they immediately regretted saying it. Yep, uh, immediately they went. Oh, we said Pat Mahomes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that. Deshaun Watson, anything. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> minus three is that is that where you're leaning, Chief? I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah. That's the third game. He's on the opposite side of me. I have the underdog in all three. Hey, we play that song on this show for a reason. I love me some underdogs. You do love you some underdogs. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's a 13-point favorite. Personally, I don't think that's enough, but what do you say, Jeremy? I just told you I love underdogs. Mm-hmm. Not that much. Not that much. Baltimore minus, 
Minus 13 and a half. <laughs> uh, any chance? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking that bait either. Yeah, okay. I'm going with the Ravens. All right. I like the 13, but. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully Lamar Jackson's cramps don't show back up. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I'll be honest with you. They can play Trent Dilfer at quarterback in this game. They're still covering that 13. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew's scared for his life. Did you see that earlier this week? He I was did. saying, Yannick Ngakwe, we got to face him this week, and he's going to be out for blood. And I don't think he's uh, yep. wrong. He's not wrong. He's a hundred percent right, which is reason number four hundred and six. I'm taking Baltimore minus thirteen. And halfway through the game, he, he's going to be looking over at the sidelines. Minshew will and go, "Just take me out, coach. Just take me out." Jake Luton. Where is Jake Luton? Bring me Jake Luton. <laughs> uh, also, and let's see, four o'clock game on Sunday: Philadelphia and Arizona. Arizona's a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Eagles. I am so tired of this Eagles team already. Uh-huh. I think Kyler Murray's going to be a problem. I really hate laying six-and-a-half in this game. I like the under better than I like anything, but I'm going to take Arizona minus six-and-a-half. All right, Chief, what you say? Ooh. No, I, you know what? I got a. I, I think I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts here in the Eagles. Oh, that's his first dog. Oh, he he broke the <laughs> he he broke the streak of taking favorites. That's probably the to me. That's probably a the best game uh-huh. uh, outside of uh, New Orleans and Kansas City. It's probably the most competitive game. That's I think what I'm counting in. I think Jalen Hurts is. It, it, I still don't buy it. I still don't buy it. I think New Orleans overlooked him. I think he'll be fine from a statistical point of view. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Okay. I get Kyler Murray. You get Jalen Hurts. I like my chances. Fair so I enough. I also get the six and a half points. Yep. That's the part I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> six and a half. I really wish I was getting six and a half points. <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints. This is the, the premier matchup of the weekend in the NFL. Uh, Drew Brees will be playing. We got that news today, so that's good for the Saints. No more Taysom Hill. Don't have to deal with that, but they do still have to face off against the Kansas City Chiefs, who everyone, I think, believes is the best team in the uh, in the league and the favorite for the Super Bowl. And Kansas City is a three-point favorite. They're giving three to the Saints. I get Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, and Sammy Watkins inside on turf. Mm-hmm. Kansas City minus three. Asheville Police Kansas Chief City's David Zach. Kansas City's giving three in there? No, no, no. They're getting three. Or they're giving yeah, three. They're, yeah, they're giving three. three. Sorry, I, I misheard him. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. No, KC, absolutely. Everybody on KC to cover. I don't I don't buy Notre Dame that or Notre Dame. Good gracious. It's been a long week. I don't buy New Orleans that much anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, we did uh we did I did miss one of the one o'clock games because the schedule's all messed up on my screen here. San Francisco and Dallas. Dallas at home. San Francisco's the three-point favorite, though. Yep, that's the right way to go, too. Raheem Mostert will play in this game. Raheem Mostert might have 570 yards in this game. He might be the only weapon they have left. I'll take San Francisco. I'll give the three. I think so. San Francisco, they're still down to their backup quarterback. What's the deal with Kittle? Is he coming back this week? Kittle will not play this week. He will not play this week, so no Kittle, no Debo Samuel, Brandon Iook. 
Ayuk will play. Will play. All right. So limited weapons for the San Francisco 49ers. Chief, do you think the 49ers will cover the three, or are you going with Dallas for the upset? Uh, this is this was the one all week. I'm like, I don't know. I, I just, but just, um, I I'm gonna take. I they don't have the weapons. I, I think I got to take Dallas in the points. Oh, all right. Ooh, Dallas. That's one three. I finally feel good about. I might be down by a lot. I might be picking the Jets next week based Whoa. on how this is going. <laughs> we got we got five disagreements and one game to go. Pittsburgh. No, no, no. no. We got more than that. What? You're missing the Jets and the uh, and the Rams. Where did that game? I go? have no idea. Somewhere but on you, my screen. But, but you missed it. And okay, I'll go ahead and me. tell you. I don't. The, the number's seventeen. I don't care. Give me the Rams minus seventeen. Rams minus seventeen. All right. The question is, did Chief yeah, Zach I, learn his lesson last week from taking the Jets <laughs> plus, plus a the huge number? Yeah, he most certainly did. He most certainly did. Yes, I would have. Yeah, I would have. I would have cleaned up last week, and I took the Jets. Yep. Of all things, which, which yeah. made me feel warm and fuzzy. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, not this week. I no way. Yeah, Rams minus Rams minus seventeen. That is the smart play. All right, let me look here. Make sure there's now you're no good. Other, okay, now I'm now good. There's two primetime games. You, you got to get the uh, the Corona Bowl uh, with the Browns and the Giants. Yeah, Cleveland Browns, New York Giants. Cleveland's at New York and a six point favorite. This is pretty simple to me. I don't buy the Giants. The Giants have been, uh, they have Corona issues, mm-hmm. and they have hillbilly hand fishing calling their plays. Give me the Cleveland Browns minus six. Yep, T-40. I would agree with that. Yep, definitely. Cleveland minus definitely. the six. All right. Daniel Jones, uh, I don't think he's going to play in the game. So they'll go back to Colt McCoy. I don't think it matters what quarterback plays. I don't okay, think it matters. I, I honestly don't think Phil Sims and his prime could come down and, and lead the Giants to a victory here. Not even Chris Sims could win this game. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Him and his spleen. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 13-point favorite on the road on Monday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals. Anybody going to take the chance on the Bengals? I'm not. No. No. Now Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's gotten spanked two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and yeah, their their credibility's on the line here. I think uh, Roethlisberger has a big day. Yeah, they got a lot to prove because uh, they got a lot of doubters now. All right, so that is, that is the Week 15 slate in the NFL against the spread. Beat the Chief. We got five disagreements. Chief Zach, uh, I just wrote this down with all of uh, all of the Chiefs picks here. Uh, He's taking Tennessee minus the 11, Seattle minus six and a half, Minnesota minus three, and then two dogs, Philadelphia plus six and a half, and Dallas plus three. And conversely, I'm taking Detroit plus 11, San Francisco minus the three, Washington plus six and a half, the Bears plus three, and the Arizona Cardinals as a six and a half point favorite. All right, uh, Chief, you feel pretty good about this week? I'm going to have to, right? Well, you're you're locked in now. There's no turning back. It is decided. I got it. Hey guys, I'm sorry I had to call in today. I wish I could have been there. Oh, that's all right. Uh, you know, we we always like sitting down with you and doing this uh, every week. Face to face is fine, but as long as we can, as long as we can get you in here somewhere, we don't care. Just 
It's just not the same magic when I'm not in the studio with you guys. That is very true. Very true. We may have to also uh, try to do this thing early next week since uh, get all the picks in before we leave for the uh, for the holiday break. So we'll we'll sort that out with you off the air, obviously. But uh, beat the chief always a fun time here on a Friday on ESPN Asheville. Want to thank again Asheville Police Chief David Zach for joining us here on the program. Beat the chief as always brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Clarissa Sells, WNC.com is the website. We'll be back right after this. Things may be a bit different now, but different is what they do at Wicked Weed Brewing, and your safety is their top priority. All four Asheville locations follow the most recent CDC guidelines on masks and distancing. The holidays are here, so don't forget that beer lover on your list. Stop by the bottle shops seven days a week for gear and beers, or order your favorite brews online with free delivery available within 10 miles of downtown Asheville. Visit WickedWeedBrewing.com. Happy holidays from the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. We can weed, drink safe, drink different. You're in the sports tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It's ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM. 880 AM and 1400. You are in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. As always, we love our time every week here on Fridays in the Beat the Chief segment with Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Five games different this week. I hope it's not another bloodbath for you, brother, because this is going to be hard to catch up if you got, <laughs> if you only got two weeks to make up like eight games. Have no fear. Underdog is here. <laughs> he is the underdog. Oh, Charles Barkley. He's at it again. And this time I actually, you know, I I don't disagree necessarily with Charles Barkley on a lot of things, but we do differ on some things. I think he's a little, you know, he's a little too much to take sometimes, but I love Charles Barkley. I am straight up with him on this latest. Uh, Yeah, he was on uh, Keyson, J. Will and Zubin. And he said that Kyrie Irving just needs to shut up. He added a word in there that we can't say. And I'm right there with him. I think everyone is right there with him. I mean, you know, ever since the whole earth is flat thing, I've thought, it's better than you just sit a couple of plays out there, champ. But you let us handle this. Uh, Kyrie Irving, of course, he was responding to Kyrie Irving's pawns comment. He skipped out on the press conference and said he, he his time is worth more that he doesn't spend it talking to pawns. Basically, what Barkley said is that uh, part of the reason you make forty million dollars a year is to talk to guys like me and Ernie Johnson, and that, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. He has a professional obligation to talk to the media, and you can't. You know, making enemies in the media is not a good idea. I, I mean, I get it that. You know, it's worked for some people over time, namely our sitting president right now. Making enemies with the media works in some cases. But in the NBA, as a professional athlete, you can't really flip your finger to the media and then expect to get uh, covered fairly. Nope. Uh, So, yeah, you should follow Charles Barkley's advice. Just shut up. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Hey, why not? Speaking of the uh, speaking of the current president, 
the United States Space Force. Remember when that was launched early on in the Trump administration? I do. Well, apparently, you know, it's 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 going all right. They're doing some training. They're doing stuff. It's still not really sure what they're doing at this point. But Space Force, it's a thing. And when you belong to Space Force, you are in the U.S. military and you will show up when we tell you to show up. Well, this week, uh, an airman first class apparently decided that it was not, it was, uh, you know, he had better things to do than to show up for a training session. Uh, and it was, it was a fitness lesson that they were going through. And, you know, he decided, I don't need to be there. And when his superior reached out to him and said, hey, you need to get here immediately, you're, you know, we started our fitness lesson 30 minutes ago. Uh, he just texted back to his, remember, in the military, texted his superior, texted his superior officer and said, YOLO, PS5, Greater than symbol, letters of discipline. He was in line at Target to get a PS5. It's, I'll just blow off this training. I mean, there are no aliens today. Why do we need to? Why do I need to be there for this fitness lesson today? Good lord! I mean, this guy fits in Space Force. He's already a space cadet. Uh, well, he's also in line at Target for a PS5, and to my knowledge, they haven't had one of those in months. <laughs> right. If he found a target with one, there are a lot of people that would like to know that. All right, he was standing in line trying to get a PS5. There's the, the, the story doesn't say whether or not he got a PS5 or not. I mean, for his sake, I hope he did. I mean, yeah, if you're because he got fired for it, he used the term YOLO to his that, superior officer. I don't care who he used it to. He's like, you're you're a grown up. Don't use yell up. Stop oh, that. Oh, he and he wasn't fired. He was he was demoted. Probably had. To, I hope they still have to peel potatoes because that that dude's peeling potatoes. I didn't know that was a thing. It's one of my Back most. At, it's one of my most hated events is peeling potatoes. It's peeling potatoes. Well, that's what they used and to. Bad at it. That's what they used to do to punish you in the army if you did something wrong. You you were you were on uh, KP duty. You know you're peeling potatoes or something, washing dishes or whatever. I, gosh, I hope that was still a thing. Yolo, go get some dishes. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, terms to use is sewer water. So anytime I get a story that involves sewer water, I'm probably gonna tell it. Sheriff's <laughs> officials say they busted an illegal winery that was operating at a municipal sewage plant in a small North Alabama town. Stop it. It the was De- not. The DeKalb County Sheriff's Office said in a statement it received an anonymous tip about an alcohol operation at a municipal building in the town of Rainsville on Thursday. Investigators then uncovered what that was described as a large illegal winery inside the Rainsville wastewater treatment plant. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, that uh, you do have a never-ending supply. Photos released by investigators show glass containers, buckets, a fermenting rack, and other equipment often used by people who make wine at home. The agency says officers seized a lot of illegal alcohol and arrests are expected. They were making wine wine at the duty water plant. Yeah. If that's not funny, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. It's the cleanest water you'll find. How many people do you think read this story in DeKalb County, Alabama, and had a glass in their hand and went, oh, wait. Is this where uh, I get, Yeah. Is that where this came from? Well, this wine tastes like... Yep. It's not good. Yeah, but it does. Ugh. 
That's 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 almost worse to me than the the prison wine stories. Uh, yeah, those are bad. This is at the duty water plant. Whew. I'm out. I, I don't I don't want to. I don't like that at all. <laughs> this is why I buy uh, exclusively. Wicked wheat beers. Oh, absolutely. That are, that are nice and packaged and know where they came from. Absolutely. And hey, they and they've got wine too now. Yep. Uh, and, it, and it's good. Yeah. The vital winery. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. No, but not that different. Yeah. We don't we don't need to drink. <laughs> we we that drink different. different. We don't drink that different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up in the NFL this weekend. There's not uh, there's not a whole lot. I mean, we went through all the games. I was surprised you guys even found five games to disagree on. I had to reach for one or two. Because it's just, well, I think that's obvious. I don't lay double-digit points to any bad team, and the Tennessee Titans are not good. Oh, they are good. They're good. Their secondary is not good, but they're a good team. That's kind of a point. Your point is that their secondary is not good. Matt Stafford and who is going to beat them? Marvin Jones? Sure. sure. Look, I ain't hanging my head on that. Look, the we center, still have no the Kenny center fractured his throat and he's questionable to play. This is a gritty team. <laughs> that actually might help out that non-existent Tennessee Titans pass rush. Yes. They go out and spend all this money and get, you know, two, you know, quote unquote primo edge rushers. I don't think either one of them got a sack this year, did they? Nope. And one of them one. is no longer on the team. And Jadavian Clowney's still on IR. Who was the other one? It's slipping. Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. That's it. He now plays for the Raiders. He was on that atrocious defense that got carved up by uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert last night. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know that that Denver pick or the Detroit pick was was your best work. Hey, I'm gonna need you to pick it up just a little bit. Hey. <laughs> Uh, just look, at here's, least here's all I'm going to say to anybody that's currently doubting me. Just understand that over the course of this year, between picking every over under and every game against the spread mm-hmm. in the NFL and my weekly college football picks, I'm almost 60 games over 500. Jeez. That's pretty good. It's not bad. And it has been a very bleak last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So it could have been markedly better, but. I'm due a real good week, so I'm hoping it's this one because the next two are going to be really difficult. Really difficult. Why is that? You just got a bunch of teams that are going to be – you don't know how, what level of effort you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of teams that have already clinched, don't have a lot to play for. How much are they going to play? The end of the year is so difficult, and I hate it. Seattle Seahawks, Washington football team, that continues to be – one of the best games of the week. And then you've got the Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, New Orleans. Other than that, I think it's blowouts galore. There's going to be a lot. The place. There's going to be a lot. I took a lot of unders this week. I'll put it that way. Stop it with Jalen Hurts. Please, just stop it. I am so sick and tired of it. And the Baker Mayfield love is getting a little overboard. I mean, I get it. He He played well last week. 
But I am, I, I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm over the Baker Mayfield stuff. I mean, I, I, and it's almost to a point now where I'm like, am I being too hard on Baker? Are we being too hard on Baker? Then maybe he's turned a corner. Or is it possible for that kind of thing to happen? No. I don't think he's turned a corner. I think the team's good. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin Stefanski has found a way to mitigate his mistakes, badness, his badness. I guess that's one way to put it. I mean, it's, I, I don't think he's, I don't look at him in a different light than I did six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I still think you're a very limited quarterback. I still think had they taken Sam Darnold at one instead of you, they would be a Super Bowl contender and they're not with you. I don't disagree. That's just how I feel. I don't disagree. and But they're going to get more of it because I don't see any path where he doesn't come back. I mean, it's a 9-4 and four ball club. They'll be 10-4 and four after this week. 10 wins as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I think that gets you a second chance, right? I mean, not for me. Not with I Baker just, Mayfield. I don't know. I feel like you're... I mean, guys like us, the the Baker haters, we're going to be okay with it. But I feel like that fan base is not going to be cool with changing quarterbacks after you've had a 10-win year. Oh, no. I mean, he'll get next year. Mm-hmm. He's earned next year. I'm not saying he hasn't. You know, that's the bad thing for Stefanski. Is I think he knows this is not a quarterback thing will win us a Super Bowl. Right. But, I mean, what are you going to do? He's been just good enough. I mean, at times he's been great. He was fantastic against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then there's been bad. There's always bad Baker. Bad Baker is always just lingering around the corner. And some reason I really want to see Baker Mayfield go to like the Falcons. No, he's so gonna, well, he'll be in, he'll be in Cleveland for a year. The the what I'm curious of: Do they pick up the fifth year option this offseason? Do you commit to paying him thirty million dollars? Not next year, but the year after. No. I don't think you do. Well, you you have to make I mean, that decision before he plays a game next year. Right. Because the deadline is before the first game of next year. Because that's that's the decision that can tank a franchise. It one hundred percent can. You spend thirty million dollars, it limits what you can do and what you can put around him. I think you can I think you can convince him otherwise. Well, the other side of this coin is do you you know, with the, with an I'm not saying age. I mean, there's a roster pretty much in its prime. Mm-hmm. Do you start the search for another quarterback again? I'm going to lean to no. You took him at one. I understand it was a different regime. I understand you don't owe him anything. I'm fully aware of that. Mm-hmm. My question is, what are you going to find that's better? This you're going to be picking true. in the 20s this year. I don't think you're going to have a whole lot of free agents lining up to come to Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, you're stuck. This is what happens when you draft wrong. And then your quarterback is just good enough to make just the decision hard. good enough. Right. Because it's not a question for some. Like, obviously, the Jets are in a completely different situation because they're getting Trevor Lawrence. But if they had to make the call on Sam Darnold, how do you think that situation would go? If Take we- Trevor Lawrence out of the equation. With what's been put out on the field by the Jets in the last few years, do you keep Sam Darnold moving forward? If we hadn't, if we didn't on? have the number one pick in the draft or Trevor Lawrence didn't come out. That's what I'm saying. 
I think you'd pick up the option, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because you're just, I mean, you don't have a better option, you know, but we do. And we won't. We'll <laughs> right. trade him and let somebody else do it. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe Sam Darnold uh, ends up in ends up in Cleveland. That has been one of the places I've heard. San Francisco is the one I can't get away from. Yeah, I he's a Southern California kid. So now that would make sense. That yeah, went to USC. Ma- that makes mm-hmm. all the sense in the world to me. It does. I. You know what doesn't? And make- then Jimmy Garoppolo goes back to New England. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, that's the that's who Bill, Bill Belichick wanted, apparently. So what you're telling me is the Bills will have Josh Allen, the Dolphins will have Tua Tagovailoa, and we'll have Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and New England has Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Okay, so you still have the worst quarterback in the division? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a far cry better than Cam Newton, right? Uh, that I will agree with. Okay. You know what I don't understand? What's that? I have to say this. I've been wanting to tell this story all week because Darren Ravel has been on Twitter just constantly inundating my feed with the story. So Darren Ravel went to Northwestern, mm-hmm. one of many journalists that, that you'll hear from in the sports media that went to Northwestern. Okay. He has about eight money line bets on Northwestern to win the Big Ten. Does he? If it pays off, I think he's got... I can't remember how much how much he's got in bets on this. I want to say it was thirteen thousand. Jeez. Yep. Or no, it's fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred fifty dollars. Okay, that's not that much. Uh, if he if they beat Ohio State, do you know how much it will pay him? He did most of this before the year. Four hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thirty eight. Wow. Two hundred thirty eight thousand dollars, and he has no plan to hedge. Do you know what hedging means? Mm-hmm. So it, for those of you that don't gamble as you know often as I do, so you place a bet on the other side, right? Yes. What yeah. hedging means is that you have a guaranteed bet on one side, and you figure out how much you have to bet on the other side that you still come out as a winner. Gotcha. For him, he's got fifteen hundred bucks on Northwestern that could pay two hundred thirty-eight thousand. So to hedge on on Ohio State, I mean, he'd have to spend probably fifty grand, but still, that guarantees that you're going to. You're still going to cash a very large amount. He's been screaming on Twitter. I've got the headline right now. I've got $238,000 riding on Northwestern and no plans to hedge. Mm-hmm. Well, that is dumb. Is stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, I celebrate your, 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 your gusto right. and your love for your team, but bet smarter than that. You always hedge when you have that much money. Now, when you do that, when when you when you're going to hedge like that, do you normally just bet what it would cost to to basically cover your buy-in, or do you go more than that? Well, no. I mean, if you were going to do that, so he's got two hundred thirty-eight thousand. If he wins, if Northwestern wins, I mean, you could bet a hundred grand on Ohio State, and it would be fine because if they win, then you're going to win a hundred thousand dollars. Right. If if Northwestern wins, then you take the hundred thousand you put on Ohio State and you subtract it from the two thirty eight you won, you won one hundred thirty eight thousand dollars. Either way, you right. won one hundred thirty eight thousand dollars yeah, on yeah. a fifteen hundred dollar bet. Right. Not hedging makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's I salute your gusto. <laughs> It's Darren Ravel. Do you need any other uh, explanation? Yeah, there's, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, just find him on Twitter. He and I've had some fun interactions. He's called me some less than swimming names. Really? He puts me with Clay Travis. Ah. Uh, he thinks we're like buddies and we're not. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Just because I tend to... I'm never a big fan of attacking somebody for things they say on Twitter. Right. It's just like I was in high school. Like, don't pick on the little kid. I mean, and I'm not saying Clay Travis is a little kid or anything like that. Right. If you've got all these people on your side, why do you feel the urge to to, to lambast somebody for something they say on Twitter? It doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Just go on about your way. But that's fine. He's going to have $1,500 in betting slips. Come Sunday. Coming up tonight and tomorrow, we've got conference championship games in college football after the break. Jeremy is going to give you all his pick for the big games coming up this weekend. It's your double shot with the green on green here on ESPN Asheville. Coffee's the closers on. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Inc. ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. We got nine conference title games over the course of the next two days. I'm getting ready to pick them all against the spread. We got two tonight, actually three tonight, starting off with Marshall and UAB in the Conference USA title game. Marshall's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I understand Bill Clark's a good coach, and I firmly believe that, but Marshall is a far superior team. This number should be bigger than four-and-a-half. Marshall's going to win this game. And they're going to cover the four and a half. That's a good football team. Buffalo is a 13-point favorite against Ball State in the MAC title game. Uh, Buffalo is a top 25 team. They're the best rushing team in the country. They have one of the best running backs in the country. I don't think this game's close for very long. I'm going to take Buffalo minus the 13. Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa State. I'll be honest with you. I think Iowa State can keep this close. I don't think they can shoot with Spencer Rattler. And the, all the weapons and all the toys. I don't look for a lot of defense to be played. I'm all over the over, but give me the Sooners minus five and a half. Clemson's a ten and a half point favorite tomorrow against Notre Dame in the ACC title game. Clemson lost to Notre Dame earlier in the year, but they were missing guys on defense. They were missing Trevor Lawrence. And I have this funny feeling just based off how I've listened to Dabo Sweeney talk. He has spent all week for the last two weeks telling his guys, this is your chance. You can get in, you can be the two, and we wind up playing Alabama for a national title game. You just have to win this game. I think they are going to qualify and demolish Notre Dame. Give me Clemson minus the 10.5. Alabama is a 17.5 point favorite against Florida. Florida can't defend anybody. And I understand Kyle Pitts is a matchup nightmare. I think Florida will score points. The Alabama defense is a little overrated to me. It has a lot of talent, but they can give up points. Ole Miss proved that. I think Florida scores points. I don't even care what the number is in the over-under. You take the over. going to be a lot of points, but give me the Crimson Tide, minus 17 and a half. But. Underdog. 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 Speed of lightning. Roar of thunder. We have four more, and I'd like the dog in all of them. Tulsa's a 14 and a half point dog to Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati, but the playoff committee has basically told them no matter what you do, we are not letting you in this playoff. And I think that's going to have an effect on the field. Tulsa is a much more 
closely competitive team to Cincinnati than Vegas is giving them credit for. I think Cincinnati's going to win this game, but it's going to be close. Give me the Golden Hurricane plus 14 and a half. San Jose State's a six and a half point dog to Boise State, and that's stupid. They're the better team, and it's not even close. This is name notoriety where the, the, the layman better has bet up Boise State, and they shouldn't. San Jose State's going to win this game outright. I will take San Jose State plus six and a half. I'll take them in the money line as well. Oregon's a three point dog to USC. I have absolutely no reason to believe Oregon's going to beat them. But guess what? I do. <laughs> Give me the Ducks. Quack, quack, plus three. The last one, Northwestern's a 19-point dog to Ohio State. It's my last pick of the year that's not a bowl game. It doesn't make any sense. I don't really think Northwestern's going to win, but I need them to win. I need purple to cover. Please Give me not. Northwestern plus 19. I don't think they win, but I think they will Easily cover this number. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Does it make you sad? This, it does. This is the last week it to makes pick my, non-bowl games? It makes my voice very happy. Uh, yes. Because by this time every week, my voice is like, okay, you have to go drink hot cocoa and, and not talk for a while. <laughs> And just curl up next to the fire with your favorite Christmas movie. Uh, yes. Just we, you and Ralphie. Yes, we will be doing double shots of Christmas movies next week. Uh, if you think there's a movie I haven't watched yet that I should, at Jay Green ESPN on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, at the Sportsocracy on all the other social medias. Yeah, we'll be hanging out with you once again down at the social in East Asheville on Sunday for the NFL action. Come on out and hang with us every Sunday. We are there. Uh, they got the best wings in town, food and drink specials as well, plus every game on the televisions with the NFL Sunday ticket package. Coming up tomorrow, of course, we've got the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. You'll hear that on our sister station, News Radio 570, WWNC. We got college basketball this weekend on ESPN Asheville. You have North Carolina taking on Kentucky tomorrow afternoon. I can't wait for that game. Thank God Malik Monk's not playing for Kentucky anymore. Maybe we can win this one because that was the last memory I have of Carolina, Kentucky was Malik Malik Monk popping one in our eyes. We'll see you right here next week.